It's the Big Wake Up Call on AM 1280 WBIG. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and our next guest is a singer, songwriter, musician, member of the Bengals, member of Ming T, Sid and Susie, and a brand new solo album, Someday, just out yesterday. We are talking with Susanna Hoffs. Hi, Susanna. Hi, how are you? Oh, so great to be talking to you today. Um, I'm sure my uh, my 19-year-old self is, uh, hey, I'm talking to Susanna Hoffs. I bet you get that a lot. Oh, thank you. Uh, so uh, the brand-new album uh, just out yesterday, getting some uh, great reviews. And uh, yeah. looking through the track listing, I notice uh, you got a couple of uh, a co-writes on here with uh, Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, um, actually, the, the, there's one song that I, I started with Mike back in 1989. The Bengals had um, crossed paths with, with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers many times during the 80s, and, and eventually we actually did sing back up on one of their records, so it was pretty great. And, and Mike Campbell had reached out to me to write, and so we started this song, Raining, way back then, and I rediscovered a cassette of it in a box when I was kind of archiving through old old material that had never made it to to an album and i found that song and did a rewrite of it to sort of bring it up to date it, it had been such a long time uh piece of the of the past really and that was really exciting and uh the, the whole process of making this record has just been a thrill and i'm i'm really happy that it's finally seeing the light of day now did you keep crossing paths with the heartbreakers because you guys were like borrowing each other's rickenbackers Oh, and thank you for knowing that we both play Rickenbackers. That's that's an awesome fact, actually, that I have been a Rickenbacker girl forever, and I think that comes from falling in love with the Beatles. That was my first music. Susanna, are you there? Oh, we lost Susanna Hoffs just as she was going to talk about... Uh... The Beatles and and Rickenbackers. Oh my goodness! Well, I tell you what, we will try to uh, reestablish uh, contact, and uh, we will be back uh, right after this. The big wake up call, AM twelve eighty WBIG, and we're back with uh, Susanna Hoffs. We're in the middle of talking about uh, Rickenbackers, and something happened with the phone line. I, I, I believe we. <laughs> It's those gremlins for those inferior bootleg guitars trying to uh, <laughs> trying to disconnect it. But you mentioned, uh, yeah, you've always been uh, uh, Rickenbacker because you you fell in love with the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, I've been talking a lot about the '60s lately. I think that uh, partly because it was such a big influence on the new record that I've just made, and I guess it's always been it's always been the '60s for me. I don't know what what it is. I don't know if it's just the era that you you know when you first fall in love with music, it just stays with you. But uh, obviously, there are many people who love the Beatles as much as I do. Um, but yeah, that's when I first noticed the Rickenbacker guitar, and um, John Lennon played it, and you know George Harrison played them sometimes. He played a lot of different guitars, but yeah, right. there's a club of us that really love that jangly sound. And then you worked with uh, Mitchell Froom on uh, on this new album, and I know he, of course, uh, worked with uh, Paul McCartney. I would just be—I'd be bugging him for McCartney stories the entire time. I would probably drive him insane. Um, well, I probably drove him insane too because <laughs> I was getting a lot of great stories from him as well. I think um, it, it's—I think it's so interesting when you've—I've two producers I've worked with have also worked with Paul. This is a conversation we have. Is like, 
they're in awe too. You know, like they, they imagine being the guy to go in there and say, "Hey, Paul, would you do it again?" or or do it this way or that, you know, to give suggestions right. to someone like Paul McCartney. I mean, who wouldn't be, like, overwhelmed with that task? So that's what I found, that, you know, even people who've worked extensively with Paul, still, of course, it's Paul McCartney from the Beatles. You, you, you kind of can't even think straight, I imagine, when you're standing in a room with someone like that. But I would think, uh, you know, Mitchell would have a little more tolerance. Uh, you, guys, you guys go way back. He worked on uh, some of the early uh, Bengals records. Yeah, and I actually met Mitchell because he played the signature uh, keyboard parts um, on Manic Monday, which was the song that Prince gave us back in uh, the the 80s. And um, that's when I first met Mitchell, and we just seemed to keep running into each other over over the years, and we realized that we're we're we live a few blocks away from each other, so. I've I run it. He's married to Vonda Shepard, who did all the great music for Ally McBeal. I don't oh, yeah. know if you know Vonda, but um, we always Jay and I always see them at restaurants, and it just it was running into Mitchell yet again that brought us together on this project. I had just written a bunch of new songs I was really excited about, and I mentioned it to him. I ran into him at a really wonderful venue called Largo um, in Los Angeles. Uh, and um, he said, "Let's. Uh, I want to hear them. I didn't have any demos, so I just went over there with a the guitar and my songwriting partner, just the two of us with guitars, and we played the music, and, and that was the beginning of this album. So I, I really am grateful to him for his brilliant arranging, and you know, he did all these incredible orchestrations for the songs that I'm very proud of. Now, when you're writing an album uh, nowadays versus, you know, back, uh, you know, probably doing demos on on four track cassettes, do you think technology yeah. makes it makes it easier to write songs, or in some ways is it more intimidating because there are so many more, you know, effects and gadgets you can have that, uh, you know, sometimes I think we can get obsessed with those. Yeah, I mean, actually, we did this in a very uh, the one the one bit of technology that would life-saving and this was on my iPhone little microphone that's all it was I would we would sit down to write songs um, and I didn't use any fancy technology I just used my iPhone I would just press little record button on this uh, uh, microphone app and I would log all the different versions of the songs and I, I I stay in shape by walking every day it's kind of my my religion in a way I just get out there and I walk and I would listen, I would sort through all the versions of the songs and, and kind of work out and start getting lyrics and, you know, it was really a useful tool, but it was not anything fancy. Um, but of course, in, in recording the album, we used really nice vintage gear. I, I, sang, I sang live in the room with the band, which was really exciting and, and fairly pressure-filled to kind of go for it with every take because we wanted to capture that a kind of the spirit of the 60s and how we did it, but I sang on this beautiful vintage microphone. and But we used Pro Tools, so it's a combination of things that I find work really well these days. I find some people, uh, you know, you can either curse technology or you can embrace it, and, and maybe a combination of the old and the vintage, I think. You know, whatever gets the job done, I think, to, exactly. to make a good record. Exactly. I think record. that's what I'm finding with most of the people that I work with. Don't, don't get rid of that great vintage gear. If it's something great, keep it. But but the Pro Tools is an amazing technological advance. I mean, the fact that, especially with the music business being so changed, you know, that so many of us 
just ours to make our own record. We you know we don't have record deals in, in the way that we did back then. There isn't a lot of support, so mm-hmm. being able to to literally make you know a record in your bedroom if you had to because the Pro Tools are very small. If you have a laptop, you can do it. You know. Uh, are we going to see uh, tour dates uh, for this album? Will anything uh, yes, bring you to Chicago? Yes, for sure in the fall. I actually uh, just met with all the... I just had this show at the Grammy Museum that they so generously allowed me to have my record release there, and uh, all the, the agents from the new agency that I'm working with were there to see the show. It was very exciting, and um, we're working on dates for the fall for t- small venues. I really love to play small venues, and it'll it'll be a lot of fun. I've I've already done a few little sort of warm-up of what the fall will be very intimate settings and a really nice back and forth with the audience. It's 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 really refreshing to do it that way. Well, we look forward to seeing you uh, in Chicago. The new album is uh, Someday. We've been talking with uh, Susanna Hoffs. I'm so glad you could be on the show today. Um, good luck uh, with the new album, and uh, we hope to Thank see you, you soon. Thank you, you so too. much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. The Big Wake Up Call. And what are you fighting about today? You don't know me like you think you do. AM 1280 WBIG.